Hey, spoiler culture! Hey! This wasn't brought up hey, because, of another... a, because of like a um, TikTok that I put out, right, Party Champs? Yep. Oh, that, and I mean, we did want to come back and do another gaming podcast, and this is just when our schedules were like aligned, so. Yeah. I, I gotta say, what I did get to play of Spider-Man, which is the whole reason that this um, topic was chosen as the forefront, um, it's great. It's it feels like what a true sequel should be for a game. I know you're not a console gamer, um, or like a PlayStation gamer, but um, no, nah, not really. I didn't grow up with Playstations, so. But I am like I did watch a playthrough of like the original Spider Man, and I was thinking of doing it for Spider Man Two, but then I realized I don't think I actually looked through Miles Morales yet. Because I was thinking of playing that, you know, once the Steam ports came out and then get discounted because I'm not paying full price for that. Um, Both on sale right now, apparently. I'm also here, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, and an Arbor's joining us this time. We're we're trying to ignore the luck devil in the corner right now. (laughs) That's me. I, as you guys all know, I'm not like on this channel. It's mostly your pulls right now. It's mostly your pulls. I'm still salty that you got every good card. <laughs> um, progression. Cheers. But uh, like I'm pretty sure they're both on sale. If you want to scoop them up, um, I mean they might be, but I'll look into it. I wasn't planning on spending anything like right now. Usually oh. I wait for like the big sales, like the holiday sales. Yeah, like, for summer sure. sales. Yeah, uh, bundles 40% off. Not bad. But I usually wait for, like, at least 50 if I can. Yeah. And they'll both be on sale. Because, like, once it's, like, 66, 70, then, like, I know I'm getting, like, a really good deal. Oh, yeah. But below 50, it's just, like, I don't know. I I mean, I think that actually does go into, like, kind of the topic that we're trying to discuss here. Which, like, to some extent was, like how you know about games and pricing and things like that because i believe that was also part of your yeah original track. I, i'll say like because the the game that's been touted around for you know the right before this like everybody was complaining about like starfield and everything feeling like open but barren um and that was like 10 years in development right um just as Bethesda's brand new big franchise, the first time they've ever had like uh, anything that wasn't like Elder Scrolls or Fallout. The, they're two big mainstays, and everybody was hyping it up to be like this grand adventure. And I'm just like, you're playing Skyrim in space. What did you expect? Like, it's not going to be like this overly sprawling, massive world of you know, perfection. It's a Bethesda game, first and foremost. If you're going in expecting perfection, you're out of your damn mind. <laughs> um, yeah, true. My, my I mean, first Bethesda's 10 game minutes game. in the game, I encounter three glitches, two bugs, and I face into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is definitely a Bethesda game. 
I still, like, what I've played of it so far, and I haven't finished that either, It's it's been enjoyable, but I got exactly what I was expecting out of it. Like, it's it's a fucking Bethesda game. It's not going to be world-changing. Um, does look a lot prettier than anything, but then again, it's been 10 years, so I would expect it to be prettier. It's running off of a fucking 3060 right now instead of my broken-ass PS3 when Skyrim first came out. I mean... <laughs> Graphics don't define how good a game is, Vex. Uh, Even if you're paying full price for a game that looks like it was made 20 years ago. Yeah, what, you mean the, uh, the, the King Kong game? <laughs> King Kong game, Pokemon game, a Starfield, you can choose one. <laughs> like, it, it, it was a fun experience, but like... I, I expected it to essentially be a mixture of No Man's Sky and Skyrim, and I got exactly what I was expecting out of it. Um, that being said, I also didn't expect my game to break and crash within 10 minutes of playing it, but I don't know, you know, what else I should have expected there with it being a Bethesda game. Whereas Spider-Man, like, it's supposed to be this open-world adventure, uh, basically telling a comic book story right it's not supposed to be the freaking mcu so you're not going to get your quick-witted like oh spider-man's going to coney island and grabbing a freaking corn dog you're going to get a comic book adventure inside of a video game and that's essentially what i was playing um hopefully in the next couple days i'll be able to finish that because trying to scroll through any social media now is more of a challenge than was when i made that video (laughs) And it's $70, almost 80 for the special edition. I, I can see why people are, like, complaining about that. Or as in comparison, you were getting Starfield bundled in Game Pass, right? Yeah, it, but it's sweet still point. selling, like, super well, despite yeah. that. So, yeah. that's interesting. Well, the, the length that's being thrown around, right, is uh, 17 hours, which is about what it was for the first game. And it's a fine length of a game. I, I do Seven, think... I think oh, God of War is about the same length as its original, right? Um, let me actually check my, my Steam stats for the God of War port. Um, uh, real quick. Because okay. I finished uh, it on there. Well, well, Vex is doing that. Um, I think a comparison point I wanted to bring up with, because, uh, I haven't... I mean, I probably will get into Starfield at some time, since I do have Game Pass... Uh, so might as well, but like, I don't have Spider-Man, but I think that my comparison point that I can make for the series that I most often talk about, uh, if you follow me on social media, is like Sonic. And the reason I bring up that is because it also had a new game out. And what's funny is like, there's almost a more unanimous, um, idea that it's like, okay, so this new game, it's pretty fun. It is not worth $60. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so, Sonic Superstars, like, I mean, and this is coming from a hardcore Sonic fan, like, it, I haven't bought it yet myself, despite buying most new Sonic games, like, day one, except for, like, ports for stuff I already own, because I don't usually need more than one copy. But other than that, I usually buy the games day one. This one I didn't, because it's, like, the main campaign can be beaten, like, in a few hours, and it's, like, 60 bucks. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm not much. doing that. So there is, like, limits to that idea. 
But at the same time, I think the the other uh, point of comparison is like even with the last game, the big 3D game, which I did think was well worth its price point. I oh, also thought, I also thought that like uh, there was discussion about like okay, if game prices are going to increase, which they are and have been because of inflation and whatnot. Would like a next Sonic game with with this amount of content be worth that amount of money? And that was like a whole, you know, point of contention. And I'm still not sure how I fall on that because that at some point it gets to the a little bit subjectivity. Because like with Sonic, like the play value you get is not just like the main campaign. It's also the replayability because it's a game you're supposed to play over and over, get better and better and faster at. Well, like an open world game like Spider-Man, it's more based on like your uh, play session for that one time you will sit down and like play the game. Because it's open world games, uh, usually you don't play multiple times over. I mean, some people do suck, but I feel like that is also why this particular issue of like how long do I need to complete everything comes into play. So there... I will admit there's that aspect to it because like with open world games you usually do want like a good amount of content for how much you're paying but the value of that content I think also matters because with Starfield and Spider-Man both of them reviewed well sold super well so you could argue that both of them did every most things right well enough even though both of them also have reportedly some very fun glitches I've oh, just yeah. been looking through so 100%ing God of War, just to uh, bring that stat up, uh, is 60 hours. Um, Ooh, yeah, it's a good amount. And Ragnarok, it looks like my uh, PlayStation app stat was around the same amount. Um, Yeah, sounds right. And I think, yeah, going to that point is like, if a sequel is about the same amount of content for about the same price, I think that is fair. Because it's like your expectations for a sequel aren't usually like, okay, this is going to be twice as long as the last game. It's going to be like at most, maybe a little bit more if that. Uh, so I think with Spider-Man two specifically, I think it's fine for it to be about yeah. what it was last time. Yeah. Uh, so even like though in expansion. most open world games, you would want a the expansion was, uh, cause I just played that and I played the PC ports of those cause I'm mostly a PC gamer at this point. Uh, Spider-Man 1, with all of the DLC, was clocking in around 52 hours, um, and Miles Morales was around 20. It's 19.7. Um, but I, I'm also calculating in, like I said, with the Spider-Man remaster, all three of the expansions in there. Uh, I, unfortunately, there's not, like, a stat to, like, break it down, like, original game versus, um, the expansions. Um, I wish I had that stat. But, but that's fine. I I mean, we could go to like how long to beat if we really wanted yeah. to try that. But you know, the exact numbers aren't super important. The it's, idea it's is that it's still like about. Same. Yeah, they're. Yeah. I think it was like twenty hours of bonus content on top of that with all three DLCs, and that's with me trying to one hundred percent everything as well. I'm not going back and trying to rebeat those stupid speedball missions. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I, I am so glad that she's apparently not in the fucking uh, sequel because that character might be the most annoying thing ever created. <laughs> um, 
I, I think I can trigger an entire fan base with one phrase. Time for a photo bomb. Um, uh, it's it's annoying. Um, yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> the it, it's so it's so unique to have this this discussion, and it seems like we have this discussion every generation too. When prices go up and games get longer, and everybody tries to define what makes a good game based around that. And it seems like every every generation that a price goes up for a game, we try to redefine that term. And I've always stuck with it depends on the genre, right? I'm not going into, like you were bringing up, like Sonic, thinking I'm going to have a 150-hour campaign out of this. I go into it thinking this is a game that is mostly targeted at kids and instant replayability right so they could get their money's worth i remember for me growing up my dad had um in the house the nes and the genesis um and (laughs) fortunately enough for me like he was addicted to rpgs and that's where my addiction got uh put in so one of my first games was the original final fantasy so i've always gravitated towards those extra long games because that's what he played right they also had stuff like mario and sonic and all that that was more you know supposed to be for me um it just so happens i i wanted to play what dad was playing so i um i've always gravitated towards like kingdom hearts which was an unfortunate mistake as ann arbor would agree (laughs) kingdom hearts is the worst game to get into it if you are kingdom hearts fan i'm sorry (laughs) Please get better taste like me. Um, Become a Yu-Gi-Oh player. Yeah, like, um, I'm sitting here like a crack fiend waiting for them to give me more Missing Link info. Uh, And the fact that they dropped... uh, uh, That's a game that exists. It dropped into the playlist an unlisted video right now has me over here like, "Ah, time for my yearly crack pipe addiction from fucking Nomura. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. One little more. I don't more even so, know please. how you guys can keep track of like all that because like I've tried at one point to just through playthroughs, but then I'm like, I couldn't uh, even like finish up. I think the third game because I'm like, wait, I'm lost again. Uh, <laughs> uh you're just like me, I'm completely lost. Very like at some videos. point I'll probably play the games, but like like you, I'm mainly PC and like with Kingdom Hearts, it's all exclusive to like the Epic. Not Game anymore. Store. Oh, it's on Steam now? It's on Epic, in the Epic Game Store. Yeah, he was saying it's exclusive to the Epic. Um, yeah, so. that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't want to, like... <laughs> I mean, I do have some things through Epic because they had some good sales, like, when they first started, but I really don't... In, I don't even think I have it installed anymore. <laughs> that's me, entirely me too. valid. Uh, I, I, I don't want to support it. I don't know why. I, I have it installed because of Fortnite. <laughs> Is... I mean, that, I don't think that's a good justification. <laughs> that's that's just a symptom of a sickness. Yeah, I, I'll fully admit that. Like, I I I hate I hate that I'm addicted to Fortnite. But... I mean, I would say we would get you help, but I think we're not the ones to talk about <laughs> getting help with game addictions. Yeah, like, you're both like, gotcha addicts. Gotcha. <laughs> me, yeah. me and me and Party Jumps just went to what I spent on Master Duel, and we stopped after yeah. two months after I already crossed the 200 euros mark. 
Yeah. Uh, I, like I we were just totally. going through that. This is this is our unofficial like intervention anonymous <laughs> gathering. This is an intervention. We are addicts to gotcha uh, on gaming. Me who just spent twenty two dollars I didn't really have to get the Alan Wake skin in Fortnite yesterday. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I'm like, how much? But yeah, do I, I heard the I, new Alan Wake is reviewing well. <laughs> I I want to play it so badly. I am waiting for that to go on sale because I I can't. One, I haven't finished Controls DLC, and that ties into the story because, of course, it fucking does now. Um, Wait, it does? I thought those were separate games. They they are all one universe. Uh, so oh. Quantum Break. Alan Wake. Wait, that's and also tied in? I thought yep. that just inspired. No, nope, they're all um, three in a fucking universe. I, I I lost my mind when I found out they're all a shared universe. Uh, okay, well, I'm losing my mind now. <laughs> okay. This is, because, like, yeah. I mean, those games are great, but, like, like, Alan Wake, I always thought it's like, oh, this is like the game that kind of started that kind of idea. That's cool. I'll probably, like, I mean, I'm not really a horror game player, so I didn't really play. play it myself yet but now i guess i might have to if i have to like figure out how quantum break 2 if it ever comes out like how that ties into the alan wake universe uh it's uh i i forget what the um, the actual name of the universe uh i mean it's probably not that memorable if people didn't know it's like a shared universe Remedy yeah, can uh, Remedy connected universe in it. Um, oh my god! Also involves it's control Alan Wake and Max Payne, uh, not uh, it, not Quantum Break. That's my bad. Oh okay okay. Uh, all right. I mean that's a little bit better for me because I really did want like more Quantum Break. That was like, a cool game. Yeah, uh, it contains oh. numerous references to the R RCU. I hate that I'm saying that. Um, yeah, I mean, just the time like we live not saying that. Quantum Break, IP is on my discussion to have. Cinematic universe. Remedy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, it, I mean, why it's they probably need to a good die. thing that, like, Quantum Break <laughs> isn't there, because, like, that had, like, a sh I think a show that went with it. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different game. And no, it was supposed but, to have a show. I don't think it ever oh, aired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or it might have been on that Quibi or whatever, that one streaming service yeah. that died like, almost so, like, immediately. That would have been in like actual like multimedia universe if Quantum Break got involved. Yeah, we dodged a bullet there. Anyway. Um, Remember when they were supposed so, to make a Life is Strange TV show? Oh, uh, yes. I'm so happy that ne that never happened. It's still happening, apparently. It's just production has taken forever. That I is, hope production that, takes so that long so that they just lose interest in making it. Um, I've lost interest in it even happening as a Life is Strange fan. <laughs> it's yeah. taken I mean, like, at this long. point... It's the fucking Halo I think they have, like, show. three games. Like, well, four, I guess, technically, so... Yeah. Um, they announced the TV show right before two came out, and then they've had two, Captain Spirit and True Colors since then. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so I I and think, a whole ass two know. arcs in comics. Yep, the comics were actually a pretty decent ride. I think that's the only reason I'd be somewhat interested in because I would assume the show. 
is either A, going to do what the games are doing, where it's like, it's in the universe, but somewhere else, or it's going to follow uh, Max again. It's timeline, probably. Um, yeah, and, if, a... and which is what the comics did, sort mm -hmm. of. So, I mean, uh, in that sense, I would be somewhat interested yeah. to see what they do. The finale. But man, the Life is Strange is a weird IP to milk because yeah. it doesn't feel that big, but it's like I guess kind of big. It's it's on the same level as like near, which is weird, but well, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, near is like bigger. you can't underestimate that size. Like my gotcha king, like just had a whole collab with it. So. And I, I've seen angles of Tubi's jiggling ass thanks to Nick A that I never thought I would see. In my life, I know you never. Uh, I mean, to look I back. had to, you know, I had to pull for that. Like I saved for months for those band, and I didn't even play the near games yet. Let me tell you, as somebody that tried to stream that game, don't bother streaming it. You'll lose your fucking mind. Um, but playing it, it's fun. Like it's a very enjoyable game. But um. It, it, there's so much detail happening on that screen, and I tried to stream at the old apartment where the freaking Wi-Fi was shit, that, like, there was so much going on, like, during the bullet hell segments that it was, like, nothing but choppy frames. <laughs> mm, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, I've tried to, like, like, uh, me and my friends, um, like, my IRL friends, we sometimes get on Discord and, like, stream games together, and I... Usually I'm just like the person who watches rather than plays because I'm not actually good at games. Uh, but I thought about like showing off like, it's like, oh, I'm pretty decent at Sonic, like compared to a casual person who's never played Sonic, not people who have actually dedicated time. But I thought I could show off that to my friends. But when I tried streaming, it's like the frames went down and you don't want to play a Sonic game with unstable frame rate. No, you don't. Bad time. Yeah. Like any platformer most... like that. Yeah, yeah, I think most games with unstable frames are pretty bad to look at. Yeah, but especially a like a fighting game or a platformer, yeah. like it's like not good because you can probably get away with like some frame dips in like a mainly story based game. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't nothing that requires so reaction time. <laughs> I wasn't mining it too much when I was playing, like because I had a couple drop frames while I was streaming, um, like uh, Honkai Star Rail. Um, yeah, like that's a turn-based RPG. You'll be fine. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. Okay, as long as it streams like somewhat entertaining, you know, talking, you know, having stories. Because you two were in, you I think you two and then Tyler were in there for that one. I'm like, okay, this this is fine. You know, we got banter going yeah. on. But I was surprised time. like how early you were in the game because like that's a I'm not I wasn't too much further in when I like dropped it and I was still pretty early in game. And that's just because it was like just way too much for me to do. And I think I also told you like it's a good RPG, but then like as I was playing it, I'm like, man, I feel I like play I'd rather any just other play RPG. Like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could play Digimon like I do. Yeah, like... yeah actually, no, that's like legitimately a good idea. <laughs> I, I I was playing it, you know, because uh, I wanted something that I could like an RPG I could play on the go. You know, and... Yeah, and I think that's fair um, with, for HSR. And I think that's, like, one of it gets better, like, qualities. Um, so, yeah, I get that. I guess for me, though, on the go, it's, like, 
it's a little harder to play on the go. Like, I mean, I guess not kind of like a dedicated thing like a Switch because it's like when I'm playing on my phone, I'm usually not playing like for a long periods of time. Like with most RPGs, I'm just playing like for little bits of time that I have, you know, free. Yeah. So it's easier to do like gotcha stuff yeah, rather sure. than something like uh, HSR, at least for me. Like I can see for other people, it'd be um, yeah. worth it. Yeah, like I was playing, um, this is like totally off topic, but it's on topic at the same time. Like I was playing the, the Gurren Lagan game for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, this is fine, I guess. But like the combat and that's kind of weird. Tried the, the Kogias, um, gotcha. Um, gotcha, yeah. I played that for a good while, but just recently dropped it for this new gotcha I'm trying. Yeah, that Reverie 19 whatever. That fucking yeah, Reverse Twitter 19, got all, all three of us to download. <laughs> I haven't, I'm holding myself back, but I'm really interested in getting it. I, I just downloaded it. I haven't even started it yet, but yeah. The Kogias' okay, combat cool. was fucking weird. Like, I mean, I will say it was... I've played other tactical, like... Gotchas. I mean, I was telling Ann Arbor before we were streaming, like, uh, the different gotchas I've tried. And, like, Arcanites is, like, the gold standard, but, like, I'm too stupid to actually figure it out. And I kind of hate saying that, because I enjoy, like, tactical strategy games, until, like, I realize it's like, oh, I'm actually not that smart. Okay, well, that's kind of disappointing. Literally the that's, reason that's why really... I bought a uh, trying a strategy... Because I bought, I like, tactical games. I'm good in them. But I just realized I was shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I learned being good at school does not make you good at being intelligent. Exactly. <laughs> I was terrible at school and thought I was intelligent, so who cares? Like, I put, I, I admitted full out on Twitter, like, I paid somebody to freaking pass my math classes for me. I'm I'm not smart in that degree. <laughs> math? Math? I, I was a fucking A student in math. Math was, like, the easiest subject ever. Science? Perfect. Science, I don't... Perfect. German. German, like, as soon as you, like, sense, uh, structure of sentences, or, like, fucking write diction, um, where you need to write words correctly. I'm terrible at that. My grammar is shit. Uh, yeah, the grammar... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm Southern, so grammar's not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a child of immigrants. I don't have to be knowledgeable about my own language. Yeah, but um, well, tying back to like gaming, what I was going to say with Arc Knights was that, um, or uh, with Code Geass was that like compared to like the other strategies, it's like more simplified, but also had like its own interesting methods. It was like but Fire the, Emblem in a way. Yeah, and there is a Fire Emblem gotcha that's like even more simplified version of Fire Emblem. Uh, it's true, but it's private. like the the problem is though, like with. Uh, code Gias specifically was just that like the a good gacha needs like something to bring you back like every day and it kind of did like but it wasn't very engaging or funny it was just like getting a few resources and then slightly leveling up I guess the other problem is I didn't even like view the story which was probably its hook um it's it's a mild retelling of the original story with an original character in it from where I was at uh, why and yeah, the, that's basically what it is. Why we are at the point of story. Um, how important is story for you guys in games? 
I would say pretty important because like like with Vex, I also gravitate to RPGs specifically because of narrative. Mm -hmm. And like Sonic as a platformer, because of the story as well, honestly, because there's a a lot of lore involved with like Sonic. Because if I was just into platformers, I would be playing like Mario and DK, Kirby, Yoshi, things like that. But like for me, like those games are like fun to pick up and play, but I don't really care about like the characters of the world. But with Sonic, I'm like severely interested in like the decades of story that was built up in there. Because I'm also like a huge RPG fan like Vex uh, and you, as it looks like. Um, but I fucking hate story. There's like, I think like m multiple RPGs and I skipped the story in each of them. Well, I guess it also depends, like, how the story is, like, given. Right. Like, one thing I will say, like, with not some gotchas I play, like, they make it really easy to skip the story. And, like, it's really easy for me to skip those stories when they do that because it's, like, I just am here for the short amount of time to get my, like, shit done uh, in this gotcha. But, um... They, if it, the story's delivered in like a way where it's like okay, like it's easily to digest, uh, then I think it's better to do. But if it's like a full console RPG that I'm sitting down to play, uh, then I usually do like watch the cutscenes and everything. I don't know, like I don't think like the gameplay by itself would be enough, but. Uh, in an RPG, because it's like if I have like really good gameplay, but the story is kind of boring, that doesn't really motivate me to play, especially because oh. most RPGs play pretty similar to each other. So I'm like in the middle here. I have my comfort games like Kingdom Hearts and everything like that, um, which I, I know. Uh, so like story wise, I want a good story, but I also want that gameplay and how it feels right especially the feel of the gameplay to be really good too so like kingdom hearts combat is really tight for a lot of it especially like for some of the bonus fights i'm sure you can agree Ann arbor um i fucking love the fights in kingdom hearts too but like the final mix bosses like right. all the data fights uh lingering will they're like the highlight of the game they have the best part of the game exactly so i i like having that balance between them in like counterpoints of my own there's there is a story to Fortnite, right but but like it comes second to the gameplay and depending on like which version of the gameplay like build mode or zero build mode i play zero build because i suck at building a fortress around me uh i i, I don't I, I guess it's a generational thing i didn't grow up with minecraft so i figure like the minecraft kids they're great at the build mode the the boomers like me the uh, are enjoying like the zero bill because it feels like fucking halo without three four threes meddling um sorry um to anybody that worked on the three four three version of uh halo i don't like your gunplay <laughs> um i'm sure they're all watching this right now yeah absolutely sure. all, all all like 300 of them that got laid off uh <laughs> <laughs> It got nothing better to do than watch some random podcast on YouTube, right? Um, <laughs> but, like, that... Like, I like the tightness and the feel of the gunplay in that. So, it, it makes me um, kind of, you know, go back to, like, doing the 360 no-scopes and all the stupid crap I could pull off when I was younger. Except for now I'm just 
you know, the asshole that was sitting on the server, you know, Christmas Day owning noobs on Call of Duty, basically, right? <laughs> the person that everybody hated. Like, I hated when I was younger. Uh, I turned into the thing I hated. You, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's all the process of being an adult. Um, and, you know, I will also say, though, like, my favorite RPG series is, like, Dragon Quest, and it's partially because the gameplay is very straightforward for the most part. Right. Like, it's as classic as it gets. And, and you know, I and I think that's awesome. partially because, like, one, I'm not very good at, like, skill-based games, but also because... Um, like an RPG for me is more like thinking about what I want to do. And then as long as it's like, if it's like mostly like just me sitting and thinking like in a turn-based system or even like an ATB system, like with Final Fantasy, then that's enough for me. I don't usually need like the more like action-packed stuff. Like even with Tales, like I enjoy the series, but I keep... There's like I auto a lot of that game just because it's like I'm not gonna learn exactly how to combo this stuff. Even though all my friends who are like huge Tales fans say it's like, oh, that's the best part, learning how to combine all these different arts. And I'm like, cool. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, I'm just here for the story and the characters and to have a good time with that. No, honestly, I, I would, like as someone is literally just. Uh, look up online how to combo things and then copy it. Like, I... And, yeah, that's also true. You could just, like, learn how to do it. But, like, with skill-based stuff, you also need to, like, be able to perform that. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's also a huge issue with Devil May Cry 5 for me. I'm good enough to combo things. Yeah, like, I got I, I The know. DMC is, like, a series I need to get into. I know fully too, well just I'm not doing cool. that. <laughs> I love the story of Devil May Cry. I suck at the comboing in that. I'll fully admit it. Like same, I, literally same. Like when the demo came out, my best friend was here and we were playing through it. I'm watching her just sit down and get like S ranks on everything, and there's me with my little C rank. I'm like, I'm happy with that. I mean, if the highest rank you can achieve is sweet smoking sexy, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Then I when you need when I need to be able to get it, but I'm just too shit at this game. I, I I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? She's like, Oh, I just you know, I'm I'm good at this. I'm like, Yeah, no, you're good at it. I and I'm, I'm like how? Like <laughs> And I think it really just bird. comes down to like playing like a series for years, you just get good. I mean that's like one of the reasons I can play Sonic because it was a series I did I started as a kid and it's like cool i have some muscle memory when it comes to being able Maybe to have souls likes yeah and i you know now we're like way too old to start developing muscle memory for new series yeah and that muscle memory uh, wears off over time like fully oh yeah because I, I tried to get back into Halo, Re- Halo Reach when uh, it came to the PC, right? And that was the game that I used to sit down and play forever as a teenager. It's gone. It's gone. I, I tried uh, playing Hollow Knight again after like 100%ing it. Oh my fucking god, I can't e- couldn't even do simple bosses anymore after like no hitting the final boss multiple times in a row. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. It's it's fun seeing your skill go away. There's nothing more humbling. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't want to be humbled. I want to be praised for the awesome things I could do. 
It's yeah, and I think so. Yeah, that's why I'm like mainly like story. I guess was the thesis of that. Um. So yeah, another thing I did want to talk about, unless you guys want to save this for uh, a dedicated stream, because we didn't really talk about what else we were going to talk about this, but it came to mind for me was the uh, potential game of the year. Because I know Vex, at one point, you and I were like talking about like what games came out this year that could. I mean, be it's in the discussion. Gate 3. It's well, going to yeah, be Baldur's exactly, Gate three. Stuff like that. It has to be Baldur's <laughs> Gate three. It's the only game in where you can fuck a bear. It's the only game worth it, worth being game of the year, especially since everybody, uh, the developers of the other games were just like blatantly dumb on yeah. social media after its release. Yeah, um, I, there's quite a few good games this year, though. It's not just Baldur's Gate 3 in the running, but it's going to go to Baldur's Gate 3, uh, 100%. Like, I, I, I will be shocked if anything else wins this. Uh, and it, it's rightfully so because you can see the dedication and the love that was put into that game. But Spider Man will be in there for the, that. Uh, Breath of or um, Tears of the Kingdom will be in that running. Um, I and think Alan pretty... Wake will be in there too. Uh, having seen what all is capable in that game, like can I just talk yeah, about then... the Tears of the Kingdom game? It came out and everybody just stopped talking about it after like two days. I, it was my TikTok feed for like a good week. Um, like, yeah, I just stopped talking about it for some reason. I, th I think with the thing with game of the year is just that games that come out really early in the year tend to just fall out of the conversation. Uh, that's just kind of an unfortunate reality. It's almost anything past summer is usually like what many yeah, people. Yeah, I talk mean, um, recency bias is pretty big with game of the year. I, I hate to put it in the same hat because of all the controversy mentioning it, but I I will say I figure Hogwarts will be in there as well. Yeah, um, and I think that's fair. Uh, like controversy aside, it, the game itself is innocent of. Right. creator i don't know if that i can even say that with a straight face yeah the, uh, you can't but, say it with a straight face but you can see that the crew that made it is very passionate about that universe um yeah and i, and I respect understand them having i respect them having the passion behind that especially as a studio that had never made anything like that before either um so because it's the same studio that worked on fucking just cause um you know, it's a complete departure from what they're used to. So that's yeah. And usually, when something like that happens, it, games end up a disaster. And it did it. So like that—that's massive, massive talent behind that studio there. And I, I can respect that. And I do want to say for this specific game, like, how did they make a switch port? These guys are, like, are literal wizards. Big Chat Three has a switch port. Okay, yeah, that's also weird. I'll give you that. But I, when did Witcher Three first come out? Uh, twenty seventeen, I believe. Right, and the Switch was a twenty seventeen console, technically. So even though its hardware was outdated, even by that year of launch, it it uh, having a game like that for that period of time is more understandable to me than like a current gen game like Hogwarts 
um, legacy wait, <laughs> releasing, wait, wait, especially wait. with a non-cloud version. I don't. Yeah, like Kingdom Hearts is the as the cloud version of the Switch. That I know exactly. It's yeah, a cloud and that version. made sense uh, to me. It's like that's the only way that game was gonna get there. And like with Tears of the Kingdom, that was uh, exclusive, so they can just like s like get that game there optimized pretty easily. Uh, well, I shouldn't say easily, but they're capable of doing that. If Witcher, it's just that one console they need. Witcher but 3, Hogwarts Legacy was a full game that I don't think my computer can run because I do not have a high-end computer. So I think Like my that PC barely case, ran um, like when it first came out. My, my PC barely ran Witcher 3 because um, I was using an outdated graphics card at the time because that's all I could get. I have the, I have yeah, I had to update my graphics three. card too. So, yeah. But um yeah so like i don't know how they managed to do that so those developers you know hats off to them they definitely deserve to be in the conversation controversy, yeah so. well i mean but you can you can look at the two differences this year right you get hogwarts legacy going onto the switch and running somewhat moderately well and then you have mortal kombat 1 that had the the obligatory we need to have a fucking switch port because we had a one for Mortal Kombat 11, and it looking like something that came out of the PS1 era. Yeah. And Mortal and Kombat is fair, not it's in not the It's not like running. every... Not like every exclusive on the Switch is even, like, the prettiest thing even right. with what it can run. Because, like, with Fire Emblem, I remember like, Three Houses got, like, a lot of praise for its, like, story and everything, mm -hmm. and I haven't played it myself because I don't have a Switch. But I remember, because like, the graphics looking like a PS2 game were, like, the one of the biggest... Terrible. You're, and you're I remember right thinking, there. like, how did it do that if this is the only thing it has to run on? I mean, Because, like, with Pokemon, at... I don't yeah. even get it. Well, I mean, we, we, can look, we can look at, like, what's come out recently for, like, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company, right? There's no real deadlines apparently because there's no union there's no need for a union because all the employees are happy and healthy and how much of that's like corporate propaganda i don't know but like it mostly apparently falls on pokemon company and game freak for the games looking like shit recently right yes and, and it's it's weird i mean they don't have like the resources or manpower to do it but they should have those things. Yeah, no kidding. It's not like Nintendo, like Game Freak is its own entity, as far as I understand it. That is correct. And the joke is, Game Freak had more employees, if I remember right, working on Scarlet and Violet than Larian had for Border Skate 3. And they are not getting the, the same work done. Yeah, that's actually surprising. I yeah, Larian has always been like a bare bones studio since like the yeah. Divinity but, Saga. Um, something that Larian just does that no other company does is uh, Larian has three points where they develop three teams, each in different time zones, so they can work twenty four hours at a time. And all oh, their like code. They, kind of interesting. Yes, they outsource a lot of things through that to all of the three teams. With that, they can get three times as much work done as other studios. With just as with less uh, with less people, and Nintendo Game Freak, especially who has the money to do that, just decides not to, because a lot of companies just don't want to outsource or split the teams up in such in such ways. Well, I mean, Ubisoft sort of does that, and like how, how some of their games come out. So it's not always a success story. 
Um, yeah. Ubisoft is special. Uh, Ubisoft is a special like classroom. <laughs> I say that as an Ubisoft <laughs> fan. Uh, I mean, it's like, so it's another... like about EA. You just wear special. EA has more of my respect at this point than Ubisoft does. Wow. Yeah, it's more That's respectful. a statement, uh, but I get it. I have more respect for uh, EA than I have for Nintendo. Okay, now, I don't know if we can go that far. I mean, Nintendo did mess up a lot, though, recently. Like, did you guys hear about the tournament stuff? Uh, I, I grazed over that article. I'm like, I don't really care too much about the tournament scene, but I understand. You know, I didn't either. I just watched a video Arlo did. Um, go watch Do you guys remember when Nintendo sued a person for how much was it, Vex? <laughs> how much if you uh, the mother? It was, it, it, he's not ever making another penny in his life. Let's just put it that no. way. Um, Basically, Nintendo hates when their stuff is beyond their control. And they will use all the legislation in the world to stop yeah. it. No, which is like wants... only hurting them, and I don't get it. Yeah, Nintendo wants... If you buy a Nintendo product and you modify it, Nintendo wants to sue you for modifying your own, your own uh, product that you own. It's less yeah. that they were modifying it and more that they were bypassing the security features yeah. that they they own the rights yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tech companies do stuff like that. I remember, I forgot what the video was called, but there was a video I saw that started with, like, it's illegal for, like, farmers to, like, mess around with their tractors too much because all that stuff is, like, extremely computerized now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ann Arbor, you and I can remember the city of lawsuits, right? Where people yes! were getting oh. sued into oblivion for bypassing Apple security. Um, that was hilarious. And I'm just over here like, at the time that that was happening with my jailbroken iPhone, with, you know, I never had to pay for Pandora. <laughs> and that was the only reason I jailbroke my iPhone was I didn't want to fucking pay for Pandora. Oh, specifically. I mean, a jailbroken iPhone, there's a lot of fun things you can do with it. Um, but... Let's see. Uh, anyway, another thing tangential to the game of the year discussion I had is, like you said, Vex, there's a lot of games that came out, but like not every, you know, really uh, game that came out was like game of the year necessarily discussion, but we're still pretty good in their own right. So I guess I want to ask, like, what are some games you, you guys enjoyed this year that weren't like, you know, nine out of ten like this is what everyone's gonna want to win like some uh, award Life but we're still P. personal favorites Life of peace oh i've heard good things about that i haven't played it yet it's pretty great it's so nice of course i would love it it's like literally one of my favorite um genres of gaming nowadays and i think it's a pretty good and well done version of assaults like oh yeah I i've seen a lot of good in that um uh, I'm not the Souls fan, but I do I do like uh, the fact that there is a uh, potential for... Uh, it looks like they're doing a Wizard of Oz sequel at the end. Mm -hmm. Or at least Dorothy I mean, is mentioned in it. A lot of uh, like fairy tales are being mentioned in that game. Um, did you guys... I, I know this is more my genre. Um... But did you guys try out Counter Strike Two? Nope. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm not a really big FPS guy. <laughs> like, Same. So I I respect what they did 
I question a lot of the decisions that went into it. But it feels like the combat is tighter than what I grew up with, and I do like that. It is glitchy as all hell. It was not ready for, like, wide launch. Um, I I feel the same about uh, Remnant 2. Uh, it's more of, like, a, a roguelike, Souls-ish shooter. Because um, I was a fan of Remnant 1, um, and I got uh, Remnant 2 somewhat recently. But it was a little bit glitchy, but it was really fun. Um... And the other one for me, and this is an older game, so it's not really, like, part of this discussion, but did either of you try out Greedfall? Nope. I've heard of it. I haven't played it yet, though. It's on that RPG kick that I was on earlier this year, um, and it was bundled in a whole Yeah, I've bundle. heard good things about that game, but, like, I heard it's, like, uh, a fairly challenging one as well, so I wasn't too sure if I wanted to get in on it. It, it's definitely challenging, um, but it's not, you know, too challenging, I'll say. I, I think it's, like, in the middle ground of, like, between a Tails challenge and a Persona on the difficulty mm -hmm. meter. No, um, actually, that's not too bad. All right, that's Resident Evil Fall remake release, Devastia. I, I was waiting for somebody to mention that one because I feel like that would just be biased as fuck for me because I... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's probably a lot of remakes. I think we just generally don't usually count yeah, them. Yeah, I'm just, like, we, looking at games that came out this year. Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. I'm that, surprised neither of you have brought that up because I remember too. a good time with that. I, I, I swear that was, like, half of our, like, chat that was dedicated to Yu-Gi-Oh! for the longest time was just... I had no, to make we, a we dedicated... A dedicated had chat. a dedicated chat for Final Fantasy 16 for us both. Uh, but I, I just like ripped the story to shreds in the game. I love the hell out of it. I I know I know it's contentious as fuck because there's a lot. I of... I mean, most recent Final Fantasies are, frankly. I mean, it's a pretty good game, but it's I would just, say there was like 87 hours of cutscenes in there. Versus, yeah. like, 20 hours of gameplay. <laughs> and the gameplay wasn't that solid, if you ask me. And that was the biggest thing for me. Like, I know, uh, getting out of it, finally, I, I gave up on, like, doing the 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 Final Fantasy mode, the, the big, like, post-game mode. Because um, it's like, there's no point, there's no real reward for it. It's just, like, ramping up the difficulty for no reason. It's, it's like changes to the monster layout. You have different monsters over there. You get uh, plus items, like you've got a broadsword plus plus ten. And I'm just like, why am I putting game, myself through this? Post game challenges are never my thing either. I sometimes didn't even know they exist. Like with like, Dragon Quest, I talked about earlier. Like there, I never even fully technically finished Dragon Quest Eleven because like Act Three is basically like. Not quite hard mode, but more like you played through like the entire game, but there's more game now and the true ending is behind this and everything is several times harder. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it's And actually, no, what really kicked stopped me from actually playing it though was because there's a definitive edition and that was bullshit. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to support this until I did because of course I did. 
feel like we mentioned that last time too um but like yeah you're right like that's the thing that really annoys me right now is like a lot of the developers bringing out like the the definitive edition when they say they're not going to bring out a definitive edition like Mortal yeah, Kombat, I, think... I know is going to have a fucking ultimate edition after all the DLC comes out. So I'm like, why? Yeah, why I, buy it? Uh, something that it just I makes like... you feel bad for supporting the game day one. Yeah, that's why like something that I enjoyed. I hate to bring them up again, but uh, like Larian Studios, um, great to up to the definitive edition when they're releasing one for free if you're already on the game. Yeah. yeah, and no, that makes sense. I thought actually with Dragon Quest they would do that because they don't usually do definitive editions, especially because like all the content they gave is like they just came with the Switch version anyway. Right. Uh, but nope, it was a separate game, and that was very scummy. It's not like they needed the money. It's Dragon Quest. No, they didn't. Uh, anyway, a game. And at least a game for this year. Gone to party them. Gone party them. Yeah, uh, another a game specifically that I wanted to bring up because I know it's not going to be on any game of the year discussion, but that I personally am glad came out was Octopath Traveler 2. I still uh, need to play one. I mean, that's, why, that's why I haven't bought it. Oh, yeah, so do I. That's why I haven't played two. But it's that game, like, I this is a game that I did pay full price. We were talking about full price earlier, so it ties in nicely. I paid full price for this game, even though I haven't played its original. And I wasn't planning on playing that one until I even finish up, like, Bravey Default 2. That's how much I just trust Team Asano to make good games. And Fair. so I'm just, like, really facts, facts. grateful that... Octopath came out, even though like you know, no one remembers it came out this year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just kind of want and to bring it, that it up. It came out quickly. like right before uh, Square said they're going to focus more on like AAA games mostly now moving forward because they can't afford to take risks because of things like the Avengers game and all that. Um, Avengers game was so shit. I bought I it for like three ninety nine. Like, right before it got delisted, because I have this habit of buying delisted games, or games that are about to be delisted, just to have them. Um, like, I bought Warhammer's I mean, Space Wolf, um, or Dreadwolf, uh, because it was getting delisted as well. Uh, in all of its DLC, I think I paid like $10 for everything for that game. And I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to play this, but I'll at least be able to play this. <laughs> um... Uh, it's... We forgot uh, Forspoken came also out this year. Oh, For that what? was this year? <laughs> okay. Forspoken. <laughs> Listen, oh. I, I, I'm all for them taking risks. That demo was so off-putting that I just didn't bother buying that game right yeah. now. Like, I played through the demo and it's it's like an hour and a half of I, I can only describe it as like Spider-Man humor without the charm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And you know, I'm glad you both brought up like these points because like with Square saying it's like we're gonna invest more into these like bigger IPs. It's like, okay, Final Fantasy 16 turned out good, uh relatively speaking, but most of the time, your big titles were not the ones that people were like, yeah, this is good. It was instead like the smaller titles like Paranormal Sight or Octopath Traveler or... Trying um, Strategy. Uh, yeah, Trying oh, Strategy. Oh, okay. Live Alive. Uh, yeah. Look, and there was like something else that did my tongue, but I forgot. Life is Strange. Uh, was it Harvestella? 
Um, yeah, Life is Strange, that's a good one. And so, yeah, like the smaller titles are usually the ones that people are excited to play. And the bigger titles are like huge AAA investments that don't you know, typically pan out. So if anything, it's smarter to take like, you know, these either big budgets and give it to like these teams that have made like good games before and just have them to make the resources for the most polished experience possible. Oh, oh Voice of Cards. Be... That's what I forgot. Uh, God, I forgot about, about that game. Um, that's something that you didn't I like really enjoy about uh, the Digimon series. No, like and I forgot Digimon... that existed. <laughs> Yeah, the card game is literally, everybody forgot it existed. And but again, that's something that I like about Digimon. Digimon is such a small brand nowadays in comparison to like the past. And every game yeah. is different. They always try new things with it. Oh, oh yeah, and I completely agree with that. I love that Survive was just like, let's just like murder children novel. in a visual novel. And it's like the best thing I've seen in Digimon. And then that's it's not like they abandoned their like traditional RPGs because they're working on that. They've actively told us that. I don't know what's going on with it. No, but, they, yeah, they are actively working on the story, uh, Digimon Story game. So they, they are a JRPG brand. They are yeah, working so, on it right now. Uh, I mean, I mean, also, they are. I just wonder why what's going on with it because we haven't heard anything in a while. Like yeah. on, on the like Square uh, bunch, uh, bunch there, like Tomb Raider, for example, right? It. It's one of yeah, those games wait, that is I like, mean, we can't really use that one as much because they sold the IP. But, like, it was one of those that was, like, a hit and miss, right? Because, like, looking at, like, Underworld and the Legends games, they didn't do really well. But the reboot, by comparison, did amazingly well. Even yeah, though it was, well, like, a it massive... Yeah, did, except not according to Square, which is right, weird. Right, like... Because they started, like, comics and movies... Which, again, like, I think we were talking about the Life is Strange TV show. I was thinking, it's like, man, I hope that sequel to the Tomb Raider movie is still in production. Because I don't know what happened with that. It was supposed to be. Pandemic hit, and then it just stopped Yeah, like, I have no idea. I will be right back, though, guys. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so, let's see. Yeah, you have a list in front of you, Ann Arbor, with, like, games that came out this year? Correct. Okay. Because, like, another one that came out that I didn't talk about, but I did kind of just quickly address, is um, that Rhythm game. Rhythm game. It it, it shadow dropped on Game Pass. It was like, uh, and there was a guy, it was a yellow shirt. Okay, I am blanking. That's why I was hoping we would have it with your list. Uh, uh, It's not Sunset Overdrive. It reminded me of that. That's why I wasn't thinking of that title. Hang on. Um, oh, Core came out. Right. From Software brought the yeah. game out. I still have yet to play it. Oh my god, that's a From Software game that, which I didn't play. I will be right back. I need to buy something on Steam. <laughs> that's fine. I'll just keep talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... I, I will still be on. Um, Total War, Honkai Star World. A lot of the Rings game. Re- oh, Hi-Fi Rush. I found it. Yeah, that was that should not have been that hard. Yeah, so Hi-Fi Rush, that was another game that came out just like day and release, and it, people really enjoyed it. And I feel like if it came out later, I think more people would have talked about it, but it was such an early release that it just kind of was like the talk of the town for like two days. You were saying earlier, and then just people stopped. But yeah, that's, an, I think, another game worth mentioning for the year. 
And then, I guess, recently Mario came out with the platformer that people like. But I don't know. It's just like another Mario game. So I don't have much to say about it. It's like uh, the new FIFA also came out. Of course, it's not like millions of versions. Yeah, exactly. Those games don't have like too much to talk about. Like, but um, for example, I know people are really like Pikmin Four that came out this year. Yeah, I mean, Pikmin Four is an interesting one because that was announced. Like, I think even before like the Switch was even a thing, they were like, "Yeah, we're working on Pikmin Four, and it's almost ready." But it didn't come out till this year, and I think it's good timing though. Just because, like, the Switch was, like, a platform that the Pikmin series was able to get discovered by more people. And, you know, I just first discovered it, like, uh, through Let's Plays. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this series, but it's, like, very fun. Or it looks fun. I'll yeah. definitely play it once I get a Switch. Uh, let's see. Um, we got, no, I will wait for that to mention till Vex is back. I'm right back. Uh Alright, we still have the best, we forgot to talk about the really the best game of the year that everybody played, Diablo 4. Oh god, no. Oh. Uh, Yeah, no, 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 no. It is by far the best game and the consumer friendliest of all of the games we have yet to mention. Right, right, right. This is Ann Arbor trolling everyone. (laughs) Um, I am not trolling, I was never trolled. It's fine. It'll come to Game Pass eventually, and that'll be its final place. Yeah, that'll be its resting place, right along Modern Warfare Three. Um, you yep. know the the glorified seventy dollar expansion to Modern Warfare Two. Why? Actually, that was another topic I did want to talk about um, when we were done with this because it's like after our last discussion, uh, Microsoft finally finalized the Activision blizzard purchase so they are officially just part of microsoft which is wild yeah, to so think now about. that that they yeah, own that whole legal saga is done i want to have a legend of spiral remake from the trilogy yeah legend i also want that because like i try i didn't grow up with spiral but i bought the remake and played like some of it like i didn't finish it but i will definitely get back to because it's was like so much fun. I was surprised, like yeah, how instantly first, I got captured by that. Yeah, the first uh, trilogy was like um, that's the, the one where I mastered was like a, a 3D platformer. With the second trilogy, the Legend of Spire trilogy, uh, being more like an action game. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I do hope that Microsoft doesn't make the same mistake as Activision Blizzard actually makes use of the. IP. I mean, so far, the only thing we know is they're doing some restructuring and no games are expected till like next year. Which makes so. sense, you know, because yeah. like Activision will want to like get that initial install base for Modern Warfare 3, which is their big game. Uh, the season uh, premiere or launch of Diablo 4 just happened, I think, last week. Um, and they had for Halloween, they had like Ash, uh, Doom Guy, Spawn, and um, there's one other one for um, Alucard. Why the how the fuck didn't I think of that for um, like the the fucking pass for um, Modern Warfare Two, which apparently all that shit's gonna carry over thanks to the hub to Modern Warfare Three. I don't know, like, much about how Call of Duty functions anymore. I've played a couple matches in Modern Warfare 2. i played a little Warzone 2, but that's about it. 
I just think it's become like a soulless cash grab. I say when I sink hundreds of dollars into Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> but there, there's a distinct difference between like um, Warzone and Fortnite where uh, everybody that played Warzone 1 lost all of their shit when they shut it down where, versus like Fortnite where there's not any Fortnite 2. There's not, you know, any of that. And Epic at least has the ability to carry most of the shit over because it's all one dedicated server versus, you know, whatever the fuck Activision's doing. Um, hopefully now it'll be more parody now that they have this hub, Call of Duty HQ. But I still feel bad for everybody that lost all of their investment, so to speak, um, for the OG Warzone. I mean, um, if you're already on the topic of gaming, I think we should also cover like the biggest gaming news uh, which came out this year. Um, the Unreal Engine is by far the best engine ever made, and the, the company behind it is great. Uh, did we talk about that in the last... Because I'm trying to remember, because it was a little while ago. I don't know what you talked about. Because I, I, I remember talking today. mostly about Unity and their scummy practices. Um... They fired the CEO! <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I know, fe- yeah. I want to say we did talk about it, but yeah, it is great that that all just ended the way it did. Uh, because it's like, because it's like sometimes with business decisions, it's almost like how many people had to approve this before someone announced? Like, it's like this is what we're gonna do. We think this um, is a good I idea. I mean, this is the same CEO who ruined them, the reputation of EA. Yep. The same CEO who said 100 bucks is a good price for modern games. I kind I, of understand where that one was coming from with the cost of some of the games and licenses that the EA has, but at the same time, nobody is going to fucking pay that. Yeah, yeah. and um, also... Yeah. He was I mean, the one that was... barely um, pay the current prices. That's why there's all these discussions that we've been having already. He yep. was the one that was behind, like, the whole, like, star card system and Battlefront. He was behind a lot of the stuff with the FC games and um, FIFA. He, I think uh, he's, he also said that the games are not monetized enough. He says that he puts in-game fucking in-game. ads into UFC games. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this dude, this dude is toxic to the gaming industry, and I'm glad he's gone. I hope he does not get hired again, and I don't say that lightly, um, because I believe everybody deserves a job. Maybe he just should be working in gaming. He, he'd be a great burger flipper. Um, yeah. and I think we did talk about this along with Jim Ryan last time, the more we talked right. about it, because, like, that also happened. Um, yeah. But um, I I I think we should also mention the meme of the year, the um, monkey game, uh, <laughs> King Kong. <laughs> I, you know, weirdly, I don't hear as much talk about it as I was expecting for such. It, it was a it, it was in the the news cycle for all of like three days, and then it came out that they built that game in like the span of a year, and I'm like, that's about as good as I could have made a game, probably better. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I tried in college to make, like, a little basic shooter uh, to try and teach myself Unreal Engine. And there's just a lot that goes into that. More than I ever thought. Um, we had the whole course in, uni- in the university to teach Unreal Engine. Yeah. We didn't. It's the but... times like that where it's, like, people should... 
everyone should have like some basic degree in, or class in programming. I mean, if they're teaching us all the useless stuff they regularly teach us in school anyway, like economic diversity people could 101. Understand. That's a real class I had to take and accounting 101 as an IT student. Um, I, I'm also studying computer science to learn all of budgets. I'm like, excuse me, I, I I think I should have learned like basic accounting and budget planning in high school. That would have been a better place than me paying two grand for this class. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I didn't have to pay two grand for it, so I don't care. I did. <laughs> I got, yeah. I, I College got... is so weird in terms of it's like you're paying for the education that they're acquiring. <laughs> like I didn't mind like the diversity classes and so much like looking back on it because it taught me a lot but like accounting when the fuck am i going to use accounting and then i i'm over here making a spreadsheet to send to my tax agent based on what i'm going to write off that for content purposes <laughs> so maybe it helped oh. a little bit <laughs> new mic that's yeah. a tax write-off <laughs> But with programming, I'm specifically bringing up just because, well, it wanted to useful for right. But also because I think people would appreciate like just how much work goes into some web of this development stuff. too. Like I feel like that should be a good one that is a mandatory class. Oh yeah, I actually did take um, something in high school. There was like elective, and weirdly, I think this class did not do a good job. I mean, like it. I learned some stuff, sure, but I also feel like it was designed for babies. Like, yeah, I felt no. like it was more for, like, uh, let's say an older individual who didn't grow up with computers yeah. learning how to, like, make a basic website than kids who had technology since they could talk. No, absolutely. Um, that's kind of how, like, my classes were for most of my degree which is why i feel like once i left my for-profit college when it closed and went to like an actual university because they actually accepted the credits for the most part i'm like the the level of education between the two were so vastly different that i was more lost than i if i would have went to that college originally right um and it just goes to show like the the difference in the qualities between certain schools um and probably the fact that like now i'm trying to pay attention to it because i want to make a career out of it more than like hey i'm doing this so i can stay on my parents insurance because <laughs> yeah. that shit's expensive here in america it so. is because like once i fell off my parents insurance i'm like how i'm paying how much to just like not be sick i'm paying because this much won't to... do shit for me i'm paying how much to not go to the doctor <laughs> Unless I'm Man, fucking dying. <laughs> must be sad. And then we got this I mean, German fuck. And over I'm there. even thinking of like looking for like a cheaper plan right now, but I'm also like, but like how much money am I really gonna save? Like because it was a whole pain to get it the first time. So exactly. Like, like, like for me, like between HRT and like ADHD med is the only reason I'm still on the plan I'm on. Otherwise, I would go on like diet medicaid at this point because fuck this shit <laughs> like, yeah i mean i i mean the reason like i decided and i think it's also because like i'm in the healthcare industry so i know that like getting like 
really like cheap basic insurance is like almost like completely worthless uh-huh. where it's like if, if it just doesn't if i go out of network even just slightly i'm screwed but uh-huh. like the insurance i have it like theoretically works because it like has sort of worked for me but then when it doesn't it's like well crap now <laughs> it's I still am, like not the best i, I am paying like a thousand dollars for this medication because i got exposed to something or oh shit i i'm like over here trying to you know pay down my medical bill because i broke an arm <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i just uh, went to the dentist like not too long ago just for a regular checkup and it was just like so fucking expensive but everywhere and i thought my insurance would and it did cover some of it but like not as much as i was expecting and that sucked like my amazon insurance did better than what i have now for dental work (laughs) and that is shocking to me (laughs) that is shocking um, to me too i'm still living amazon's I'm living in Germany, as this other countries already already doxed me. Oh, you um, have and, you have literally went on German tirades and videos. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! I maybe maybe I'm Austrian, <laughs> and, and I, 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 so I, I like we're, we're we're over here muting in our before he says something. <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm living in a country where the dentist is still cheap in comparison. But 150 bucks just for an x-ray is way, way too much. Oh, fucking who? It was like a grand yeah, for me to... paid more than that. It was, it was like a grand for me to go get my teeth cleaned. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. but I, I had to listen to from that. I only had to pay for a 3D, 3D x-ray. I fucking hated it. It cost me 150 bucks. That's I'll trade you dental care for my health for like healthcare, man. Like, why should I take your healthcare? I have free healthcare. And I'm still not going to the doctors. <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, first world problems. Two topics. <laughs> my God. This is probably <laughs> the biggest tangent I've ever been on these podcasts. Healthcare is always a great tangent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Okay. Um, wait, so how oh, long are we actually, Vex? How long uh, have we been recording? One hour, 15 minutes, basically. Oh, okay. Actually, not too bad for us. All right. So uh, did anyone have, like, any, like, other big topics they were I, I, to? I There was one in the gaming chat. Let me pull it back up here real quick. Uh, as I <laughs> yeah. try to scroll past my half dozen notifications. Um, okay. The gaming chat is great. Uh, we had esports. What's your opinion? What's your guys' favorite esport? If uh, you watch one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like, I really don't. So uh, I, I, I am happy. I mean, the only esport topic I had was the Nintendo tournament thing, and that was mostly just because I found it hilarious how much. Oh, here, here, it, here it is. Since, oh, today, uh, since this year, Yu Gi Oh! became an esport. That's, that's wild to me. That's wild. And I me. fucking loved it. I fucking watched the whole fucking world championship of that shit. I mean, at least that kind of makes sense because card game tournaments just like are a thing. So I get that. Yeah, and the Dragon Ones became the Dragon Ones became World Master. I am team, and I bet on him. So they nice. had in-game they made some in- money. They had in-game bets, in-game bets. Uh, if you vote for you for one team, in- it was so great that you can literally bet in a gacha game, nothing, and just win things. So there's two big ones here. Uh, one 
is did you actually see how bad the Metal Gear port did? Oh, I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've heard, like, stories that it... I mean, I heard people are still going to buy it, but it's apparently not great. I'm going to put this image uh, in mod stuff here really quick. Okay. Because cool. it would be easier for me to just do this than, you know, have you scroll through Twitter. Oh, God, there's no way that's real. That is actually like, real. It's that badly. Uh, yeah. What but how? Uh-huh. How? Fuck? How do you mess that up? Because like, they stretch the resolution. Bad. Yeah. I mean, that that's exact. Do people just assume that when you zoom in and enhance, you just get better resolution? Like, I'm pretty sure that's point, just I think, thing. Uh, and I, I would have better have would have done it, better It's it's time. stretching and compressing. Uh, ISO is all it is. It's pretty bad when Nintendo handles an emulator better than Konami, because all of the. Uh, all of the stuff that you get off of the Switch Online is just ISOs that you can find online. Just sorry to surprise yeah. everybody. It's just a glorified wrapped emulator. Uh, it's essentially what the Metal Gear collection is. Except for they stretched it to fit ultra-wide screens. Like, the one on the right is trying to fit on a 4K screen. Uh, and this is a game that was in, like, 480p on the PS1. So, obviously, <laughs> it's not going to look great when you stretch it to a 4K resolution. I'm just going through the gaming chat. Why is why are we here talking about the Dolossi? Uh, the the Dolossi. Um, listen, <laughs> listen. I I shared that. I'm not with a you. fan, but I put my tea, but put my D back in it again. I'll stand by what I said. <laughs> I I was trying to share a great meme with my friend. Okay, like it, it, I found it on fucking TikTok, and I'm like, this fits Ann Arbor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? No, real question, real question. Sorry for the last tangent of this episode. Vex, ex <laughs> please explain to all of us how you see me. I, I picture you as somebody who is gooning to Elden Ring porn right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is specific. Vex, is why so specific? Because... I have seen more retweets and likes from you of Elden Ring stuff than anybody on my timeline. You are obs you were obsessed for the longest time with Rainy and Melena, so <laughs> I like that because I value the work and the art they put in. I fucking hate it. Elden Ring. Think it's one of the one of the worst from software games they brought out in the recent years. <laughs> I I have seen Rainy's freaking gaping holes more because of you than anybody on my That's a fucking lie. I don't like those pictures. I appreciate them, I'm looking at them, but I don't like them because I know they end up on you. And how many fucking dicks did I get on my timeline because of you, Vex? I, I am sure that there was plenty of, like, trans porn that ended up on your timeline because of me. See, this is why you should follow us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. I defollowed Vex on social media. This is a fact. That is entirely fair. That is entirely fair because, like, drunk facts should have their own fucking Twitter. <laughs> uh, me and Vex are a great duo. We should always just make. Me and Vex should do videos with us two alone. 
Uh, that would be immediately <laughs> okay. get a that is getting me. age gated, restricted, and demonetized, and it will be a Kingdom Hearts rant video. <laughs> uh, I don't know if um Patreon most likely doesn't watch my Yu-Gi-Oh videos. Um, I'll start every Yu-Gi-Oh recording with "Welcome to Nabo and Drugs." What is your favorite duck? What is your drug of today? <laughs> And somehow that doesn't get demonetized or age-gated, but the word Zordon did. And I'm still confused to all hell on that one. Anyway, the other one that I had in the, the general gaming is uh, was brought in here by Carl, who, uh, thank God that they put so much of the shit in here, because... Um, I'm seeing that. Uh, Ubisoft had a bunch of delays. Um, they're... A big game, like their large game, uh, mystery, large game, I should say, uh, which is probably their Star Wars game, was delayed to uh, fiscal year 2024-2025, meaning April or later. And Skull and Bones is going to release in Q4, which is January to March. I think Skull um, and Bones Skull... should just get canceled at this point. <laughs> I played the alpha of that game. It, it's terrible. I think I can say that. That is unfortunate. I mean, I feel like it's probably one of those situations where it's like, we spent so much time and money into this. Oh, absolutely. We'll actually lose profit. If absolutely. It, it got a lot of funding from outside. Um, and it's um, unfortunate because, like, its idea is great, right? Because it's just like, it was the best points of parts of Assassin's Creed 4, ship combat made into a full-scale game, right? Um I think we all know the concept of it because we've seen it. Um, I I think like the two generations of games that have come between that because Assassin's Creed Four was a three sixty game, and now, just technologically speaking, it is kind of a waste because it's so outdated, and that's why it's been overhauled so many times, and it's been trying to scrape together to make something presentable to. at least have a return on investment but it is it it was rough like i think i played maybe an hour's worth of it and i'm like you know what this was a great idea when it was announced now i'm just like i don't give two shits it's unfortunate um big satch like i i got into the x defiant um beta too around the same time because they gave people that were part of the ubisoft partner program access to that stuff a little early and like that felt better and they delayed it indefinitely <laughs> so i don't know what's going on at ubisoft but like skull and bones is just unfortunately bad um from my perspective they might have turned it around since then um but i don't think there's been that much of an improvement in well, it's essentially six months between that. Um, and yeah. then in that same status, I believe that was it. Yeah. Um, the lineup for the remainder of the fiscal years, including uh, Mirage, which just came out, uh, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR, which I believe comes uh, later this year. Um, I'm not entirely sure on that because i haven't been following vr stuff since i sold my vr headset uh avatar which i personally couldn't give less of a shit about uh just dance uh 2024 uh prince of persia the lost crown which is like the animated 
game. Um, like the cell shaded animation. It was that one. 2D. Yeah. Yeah, it was a 2D fighter. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the Rainbow Six Mobile, uh, Division Resurgence, and X Defiance will also launch this later this fiscal year. Um, that one is supposed to be released, I guess, by the end of March. It's a licensing slash regulatory thing because it's free to play, I guess, is what I would wager it is. Um, I don't know too much about it. Um, Avatar is apparently still targeting December 7th. So if you like your uh, blue avatar, you'll be happy with that. I don't care. Um, I, I think that the, <clears throat> the, the funny bit of this is like the mobile Assassin's Creed is looking better to me than the VR one. From what I've seen between the two. And it's fucking bizarre to say a, a, a VR game is looking that rough. <laughs> like, because you would think that, you know, their first foray into VR, they would put a lot of polish onto it, but it looks like it's something that came out with the original Oculus. Um, I mean, like, VR is, I was thinking about this in, like, a weird place where it's getting more popular in this decade, but it also still hasn't had, like, a game that, like, you know, everybody's, like, really talking about. The closest we came like the, was Half-Life, Alex. Yeah, that yes. was there. And then, like, there's, of course, those niche titles, like, for dedicated fandoms. Like, um, like if you're a horror fan, like, there's, like, a lot of selection there. Like, Phasmophobia, um, but... you had, um, Arizona Sunshine has a sequel now. Um, yeah, I was thinking of Five Nights at Freddy's because the movie's coming out, but yeah, that uh, um, the movie was definitely a movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I so did you like you went to the theaters to see that? I or? watched on uh, Paramount. Um, okay, yeah, Peacock that's right. It's coming on Paramount. Yeah. As well. I think I'll give it a watch just to see it. Yeah, because um, I don't have to go to the theaters, so why not? Yeah, but. It's, uh, uh, I think a game release announcement, I mean, this isn't really a release announcement, but I guess it's like a minor thing that like me and like probably 12 other people care about. So I'm just going to tack it off near the end here. So one series that I'm a fan of is Fantasy Life. And I say it's a series, quote unquote, but really it's like one game on the 3DS and like a mobile game that didn't thrive that long. So it's not much of a series, but a sequel is coming out on the Switch that I've been asking for for years, which is cool, even though I don't have a Switch yet. But um, what was interesting is Level 5 was talking about uh, like all these big games that they had coming out, and they said, it's like, yeah, these are scheduled for 2023. And then when they had the Tokyo Game Show and they had like a dedicated platform and showed some new stuff, they still just had the... Uh, release date is 2023 and it's like okay do you know how many how much longer 2023 is when are you possibly going to release it December 31st <laughs> it, apparently and I can't confirm this because this was like a Japanese tweet and fans are kind of speculating but there was like some tweet that made people think that it was going to come out like next month and I'm like what do you mean it's coming out next month we don't even have a trailer that says that 
So I'm very confused what's going on with that series because I feel like if it was going to be delayed, they would have just told us, but they haven't, and I'm not certain. Even though I'm not going to be buying it this year, I'm hoping that it comes out well and polished because, like, a Fantasy Life sequel I've just been asking for for a good while, and if it comes out a mess, I'm going to be a little upset. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's just my piece. Like, I... I um. I'm at the same boat with you as you with that kind of stuff, right? Because I I'm really I'm really tired of rushed, unpolished sequels. I would rather the developers kind of take the time and like if it needs a delay, it needs a delay, right? Um, and that's what's kind of got me concerned about um the Wolverine game, right? Just to kind of tie it all back into the beginning here, because it's in the same universe as the Spider-Man games, and allegedly speaking, the Iron Man VR game that was on the PSVR is in that same universe, right? Because events were referenced in that, that from the first uh, Spider-Man game. Um, oh, God. I swear, Marvel, I don't know what they're doing with all their stuff right now. Well, I mean... This it's is hard enough to keep track of their movie universe now. There's, like, a game universe to keep track of. I, I get it. I, I get the appeal of trying to do this because it's been successful to the most part for them with the like mcu not so much anymore post in-game a lot of people are tired of it and feeling like it's played out and it needs a reboot i mean i think that's it like if this was still like early times i think that would be a cool idea for all this stuff to cross over but right now it's just exhausting <laughs> loki apparently got really bloody this week i haven't watched any of season two past the first episode so i'll find that out i've been watching the hell out of jindy but anyway like i i'm concerned about wolverine because it doesn't have a lot of time to sit there and bake at this point uh, by its release date and if, if it's tying into that i wanted to have the same feel of do you guys remember the uh the x-men origins wolverine game on the 360 um uh yeah that was yeah what about it so i, I wanted to be that visceral and that you know bloody because wolverine is not a gentle hero right he's very much like the anti-hero of the x-men basically he doesn't give a shit yeah, i and, mean that's kind of why he and deadpool pair up a lot and it's supposed to be targeting an m rating so if it's targeting an m rating based on what little bit i've seen because it's unavoidable to see little bits and pieces as you scroll through tiktok or twitter it seems like the the black suit of Spidey is very much in tune with like the Sam Raimi version where it's a little bit more edgy and violent, like it's supposed to be canonically. So I wanted to tie into that, but I can't picture unless there were two separate teams working on these games, it being exactly what a Wolverine fan would want. And as you know, an X-Man and a Spider-Man fan. Like, those are my two Marvel franchises I follow basically religiously. I suffered through the recent Spider-Man line. And I mean suffered. <laughs> um, I I don't see it. Yeah, being I've not good. heard good things. <laughs> it's certainly been a Spider-Man comic. Um, Which I, is kind of weird because Spider-Man's in like the, the best place right now, except for the, the fucking comics. comics. Yeah, everything else is like, like knocking it out of the park. And then you have Spider Cuck over there, and I I don't say that lightly, but Spider Cuck. Uh, 
uh, and uh, Green Goblin being basically the hero of the storyline. And I, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about that. And rebooting the Ultimate Universe this year because we needed another universe apparently, even though like the whole point of you know the the rebranding of Marvel was to separate the two universes, but now we're making two universes again. It's hard to be a comic fan. It really is. But like I, I, I just don't have the faith that this is going to be a good game. And I'm hoping that it's going to knock it out of the park. Because Insomniac has been on a massive winning streak with everything. Like Spider-Man 1, Miles Morales 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. I want them to keep that streak up. Because they have been like the one studio other than Santa Monica to be consistently good right now. Because Naughty Dog has been hit or miss. Uh, and then, cause like Uncharted 4 was a mess, uh, when it first came out, fucking like Lost Legacy was a game that didn't need to exist cause you had already tied up most of the story. It was just a cash grab. And now they're re-releasing games that aren't even a decade old, you know? Um, and the multiplayer is apparently a whole thing. A whole thing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And like the and, yeah, one like, thing the, for that's... Sucker Punch was Ghost of Tsushima, you know? Yeah, and those few developers, like, when we were talking about Square earlier, that's why, like, I want them to take good care of Team Asano. Cause mm -hmm. Aside from, like, them weirdly pushing their various daily life, which is just objectively their worst title, uh, they've otherwise been, like, one of the best at producing consistently profitable and critically acclaimed titles. Right. And, you know, when you have those studios compared and, like, a bunch of other studios in Square Enix or Sony that are not producing, like, the greatest stuff, well, then you need to keep a good eye on Absolutely. Uh, them, especially. Yeah, it's, it's weird, right? Because you're right, like, Team Sano's been knocking it out of the park, and I feel like there's so few of these, like, smaller studios that really get taken care of by, the, like, their big parent companies. I'm looking at Embracer, for example, like how they've been restructuring things and letting various studios just get shuttered, like Volition and a few of the other like um, tiny ones. You've seen Epic kind of basically shut down Platonic, which is responsible for Fall Guys, which was like a pandemic mainstay. Then you have like fucking, what is it, Inner Sloth that does Among Us, like, and it's just still going somehow. They just put out a new okay. map for fucking Among Us. I'm like, what the fuck? I forgot that game. I mean, this is like, this is like such games to only work because of streaming culture. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, it was out like way before it even got popular. It right. was just an accident that it, it's not like the game was like of the highest caliber. Anyway. Right, and that's why that one was shocked the hell out of me. And like, wow, that that really took off. And it, you're right, Ann Arbor. It's very much streaming culture for that one. Like, and Fall Guys also streaming culture kind of carried that game to the success it was at um and now it's getting referenced in fucking final fantasy 14 like they have the fall guys emote in that rpg and i'm like why of all the randomness why and i look back and they had like assassin's creed and all sorts of other shit uh tie-ins in that game i'm like okay it kind of makes sense but yeah these smaller studios just really need to be propped up and give a, given a little bit more help because they seem to be doing a lot better than our big AAA studios and it's wild to think yeah. about and that's not always necessarily even their fault because it's just AAAs are very hit or miss and are it's just too much of a gamble 
Mm-hmm. That's why I like having smaller titles uh, just makes more sense sometimes because yeah. they're not as big of a risk and the reward could be a lot if you give it to the right people. Exactly. And like looking back at the last decade of gaming, we, we see like massive stories telling that all the way from like Undertale to Hollow Knight from Team Cherry, Blasphemous even as uh, one of the wilder successes that I never thought would be actually getting a sequel. Axiom Verge on the Vita getting a sequel. Like these smaller titles have been really like love stories to the genres that I'm uh, kind of brought them along right look at bloodstained um the metroidvania game like it's got two different styles of gameplay going for it from like the traditional metroidvania on down to like the more actiony style that you see in later castlevania titles and it's done wonders and then look at like the the microsoft exclusives and the sony exclusive and how sporadic they've been and the quality I, I've been shocked at how much more I'm playing these smaller titles versus, like, the big AAA games in the last little bit. Like, my go-to streaming game is fucking Power Wash Simulator, of all things. <laughs> yeah. I, and it, it's crazy. It's a, good, it's a good experience. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I think... I think there's still, like, you know, a place for AAA games because I think people still always look to AAA games to kind of define a generation, so to speak. But we're they're not even really doing that anymore. So if anything, no. it makes more sense to be, like, a lot pickier with how you do AAA games rather than you know, what Square is thinking of doing, where it's like... We're just gonna make more just AAA games, right? And just hope like things pan out, because like, can you imagine if the new Fable fails? What that will do to Microsoft? Because how much they've been pushing this reboot, and how much yeah. they've actually been like focusing on distancing itself from the Molyneux era, giving it the team that's behind Forza of all things. Engine-wise, it makes sense because you got the beautiful cityscapes and everything that come with Forza. But I'm, I don't picture them being good at a story because they've been a racing sim studio for fucking ever. So. Right. And, I mean, I, that's the other thing we were talking about earlier with the Just Cause people able to do what they did. So, like... Um, not everyone can really pull that kind of stuff off. I have loved Fable since the very first game i realize that peter molyneux has lied to me for 20 fucking years (laughs) and i i somehow still bought every single game that man has made everyone see like an article about him recently where it's like and everyone was just i didn't actually read the article i was reading the tweets i was like the man who's lied to us his whole life saying it's like one day i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna tell the truth. I I retweeted that. I'm like, you've lied to me for 20 years, man. I I just keep coming back like a battered ex. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, I understand that feeling. That's what it's like being a Sonic fan. It's like, is this game gonna be great? Honestly, yeah. I keep coming back to Nomura and Peter Molyneux. 
I, I can't choose which is a better abusive spouse. Uh, it's, it's wild. I And that's the thing, like, if that game fails, I see so much faith being lost in Microsoft. Because they've been hyping And they just earned a bunch, which almost is indirect because they just bought right. a huge studio. Right. It's undeserved indirect praise. And if this fails, this being one of their big, like, coming out of the gates from these acquisitions, right? It's a fresh new take on an IP that they've been holding on to for a while. It So if that fails, it's going to be a lot of, like, lost faith. And I can see it kind of turning the tide more back towards PlayStation, which is wild to think about because they have the market, sh they have the market win right now, like install wise, because everybody is just like, well, I've got game pass. I don't need to fucking, you know, buy an Xbox, um, a series yeah, X or S. That's pretty much what I did. And like the only way they're getting me to buy a series X is if it is a console exclusive, like, like, is if Fable is a console exclusive because there is no point in me buying a Series X when I can just play everything worthwhile on my PC. Um, but I also think that's kind of the point where it's like Microsoft will have the money anyway because other than Nintendo, to my knowledge, most like hardware console developers lose money mm -hmm. like on the tech they release. Because like, while well, Nintendo will release a Fisher Price toy and be like, "Okay, we're charging how many hundred dollars for this? Two hundred? Sure, why not?" Like Xbox and Sony are releasing consoles that are like thousand dollar tech for like a few hundred dollars. Exactly. So you know, if anything, I feel like Microsoft's plan in theory makes sense because as long as people have the device or a device that they can play their stuff. Um, it'll just work out for them. And I think Sony is leaning more and more towards that over time with like just Steam uh, releases. Very, very stupidly and like the, the PlayStation Portal handheld that isn't compatible yeah. with their streaming service that they're bringing out, which is confusing to me. Uh, uh, and yeah. then so like honestly like with sony recently like even their fucking disk drive if you want to add it on to your digital console down the road you have to have an internet connection to pair it to that so like if say that portion of the server goes down at any point you now have two pieces of unusable hardware <laughs> it's now, i gotta say mid-gen consoles this generation are just weird <laughs> They're not even like we're releasing better systems to keep up with stuff. They're like, we're just releasing uh, knickknacks. <laughs> it's kind of like with Nintendo when they released like the Nintendo 2DS. And I'm like, excuse me, what? It, we heard it's that like... nobody used the 3D feature on the 3DS, but they want to be able to play 3D games. So here you go. We'll throw you a bone. But it's also like you could just buy a 3DS and leave the 3D off. Exactly. Like all you really gain is like a cheap 3DS, which I mean, con again, considering it's Nintendo, that at least makes a little more sense because they're they overcharge like in general. But with Fucking... Xbox and Sony, I don't know like what they're doing with this. Here we'll make a one terabyte Xbox Series S for you. Um, which we could have made from the jump, but we decided like a 500 gig was good enough for digital only consoles when a download for any game is now sitting at like a hundred gigabytes. So 
Good luck. That's like four <laughs> games. Four games of the operating uh, system. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, but, even like with phones, like my phone's a couple years old now and it still works. So that's why I'm not bothering to get a new one. Yeah. But it's like the data of even just apps and like, the, you know, these gotcha games like I download, they take up space that my phone was not, you know, built for. Like my. And I also didn't buy for Like I didn't future proof this shit at all. I just needed a phone. Yeah, no, I, that was me originally with like the Z Flip. Um so I switched providers originally from Metro because, like, where I was living, it just didn't get service, like, at all, which is funny because it was on the T-Mobile network. So I went to, like, regular T-Mobile, and it works perfectly, right? Because they were like, yeah, so Metro was also using just, like, basically only the old Sprint towers, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, so prove to me that this phone can work in my area. And they're like, here you go. Got 30 days to try it out, make sure it works. It worked perfectly. But it was like 128 gigs, and I was going from like a Note 10 <laughs> that had like 512. So like by the time I ported all of my contacts and everything over and apps, I was sitting at like maybe 40 gigs left. And I shoot fucking video on my phone. So like one, yeah. one skit back when we did skits was taking up like a quarter of that because I shoot in 4K. Um. <laughs> So yeah, no, uh, and then now with like my S23 Ultra, like it's, it's a 512, but like it's, it's after downloading like Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail, like I'm, I'm sitting at like maybe a hundred gigs available. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big reason I didn't get into Genshin. One, for some reason it didn't work on my computer. I don't understand why. But two, like on my phone, it's like, this works perfectly, but also where's all of my data? It's just nothing. It's, like, it's like 25 points. Like, I would need to play only Genshin and also have, like, no other apps. No, honestly. Uh, it's ridiculous. And then, like, that, that new uh, gacha game that we all downloaded or debating on getting is also pretty big. I mean, like, the weird thing is I've heard that the that game, like, something that the gacha community enjoys is that the PC client is like relatively small which i'm like that really shouldn't have been hard to do but that's great because like this this the new game for me hang on pulling out my phone storage it's only like a few gigs it's like three it's not, gigs on my that's phone not right too now. bad meanwhile like nikkei is like six over six and then blue archive um is like 8.5 that's not horrible, but that's also not good. Yeah, compared to Genshin, which is like twice that. Or it's like, like 20, 12, 17. Like on like max graphics on my, my phone. Let me just pull it up here. Um Yeah. Do, 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 do. Like it's like all three of those like apps I just mentioned. So I would have to delete like everything for that. And it's just like not worth it for me. Honkai's uh, Jorail I appreciate was like much smaller. <laughs> 29.5 so basically yeah uh so yeah that's that's uh, ridiculous yeah that's like a full console <laughs> that's like half of a console game now <laughs> yeah that's a good point i take that back 
fucking installing Spider-Man. I forget I play smaller games nowadays, like we were saying earlier. So I'm like, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) An actual, like, AAA game is going to be Yeah, Spider-Man was, like, 80 gigabytes, and I I cringed at that. It was a dollar a gigabyte, basically. That's why I have, like, extra hard drives for, like, my PC, because my computer would not be able to handle all that. Me but like that's the thing with the phone, you can't. Well, at least with me on an iPhone, I can't really like <laughs> download like extra hardware space. Yeah, no, like I miss the expandable storage in uh fucking Android so much. Like that was the one reason I that and the replaceable battery I miss so much for Android. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, I'll probably get an android like the later in my life right now it's just because my phone is with my family plan and it's like i don't want to pay extra money for like than i'm already doing oh uh, no like there's no point in that if you're on the family plan like i am the yeah, family exactly. plan for my family so <laughs> i don't even know how that happened man that must be a whole story i have the best credit out of my family so <laughs> oh yeah actually i guess that is a whole story wow that's kind of sad but not surprised. I mean, yeah, but down. also, I feel like my credit's probably like it's been good so far because I'm pretty responsible. But now I'm feeling that's going to change. Yeah, with those student loans, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like I'm watching my credit card limit go down as student loan repay- uh, repayment comes to the light because I haven't paid the uh. entire <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> I haven't made a single payment, and I don't intend to make a payment until I'm better off financially. <laughs> yeah, same. Honestly, same. Uh, must be, feels bad. Yeah. I, I, I would love to go back to school at some point and finish, like, my IT career, at least to have the paper. But I don't work in the field realistically, so why waste the money, you know? So, it's just like... I can just pay off the 12, 15 grand I still owe, whatever it is at this point with interest. And just, you know, take the L. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been in school for a couple of years. Yeah, so I have a lot more to pay later, but. Um, and you also have a just putting better, better field, too, you know, job wise. So I'm a little less worried in that sense, but it's just like I'm in that awkward period right now where it's like. I don't actually have the money, and it'll be years before I get there. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, you also could probably get it deferred under, like, the public service at some point, too, because of your field. Yeah, Yeah, I'm probably going to, like, look into more of that later, honestly. I'm just, like, too lazy, if I'm being real. Like, if I was more responsible, I would actually be actively doing that, but I'm just not. Uh, I mean, I put it off for fucking five years post-college i was thankful for the pandemic <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no yeah it is a weird thing to say especially because like i was on the front lines of that shit but it did help in that I one started, regard i started college during the pandemic i cannot imagine starting college digitally that would be such an awkward phase it's yeah. such hell because you're just lying in your bed sleeping and never paying attention to class. Yeah, no, that would be I me. I mean, I was, like, so worried about, like, a lot of kids I was taking care of because they were just, like, you know, stuck at home without any of, like, for as much as we make fun of school, like, all the proper things that school gives you in uh-huh. those early formative years. 
And I'm just like, man, these kids are like gonna be in trouble if things don't get back to normal soon. So. Oh yeah, yeah I'm seeing it right now as the dedicated IT person for most of my friends' kids because I understand technology better than them. So I set up all their shit. And I'm just looking and seeing how developmentally stunted they are. Even compared to, like, I hated school. Like, it was the one thing I hated the most. And I'm seeing, like, the difference in the quality of education from digital only to, like, in person. I'm like, wow. These kids are fucked. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it's so sad. I'm so happy that they only had college digitally. Anything else and you would have you wouldn't see me here because I wouldn't know how to speak any other language than German. Like, it, not yeah, just but I mean, that. at least with college, like some people don't even show up to classes in college if they have to. So I didn't. Yeah, but like, it's, like exactly. my my my, uh, my cybersecurity capstone class, I did not show up to one class until the final exam, which was a required in seat date. Presented it, and I fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> I paid I paid three thousand five hundred dollars to not sit in a chair for my final class. Yeah, and I mean, if you can get through the class, you don't need to. Honestly, that's one of the weird things in college that they don't tell you in school for a good reason. It's like yeah. it's your money and your time, so you can do what you want. The problem mm -hmm. is you had, are not equipped to deal with that level of freedom. No, uh, yeah, not at all. Like, um, how they, how they said it to me, like, in the first semester I had, was like, yeah, this year is just helping you study, but studying you can do at home. And if nothing we teach you here, you wouldn't find it on the internet, and you could teach yourself. We are just here to support your teachings. If you don't want that support, fuck off and stay at home. <laughs> no, honestly, like, yeah. it, it's so wild, and looking back on that, like, how much, like, because my final years of high school, I also took, like, a lot of my, like, gen ed classes and for college. Like, I took, like, my literature class and fucking, like, a biology class. Um, the, the AP shit, basically, is it's known yeah. now. Um, and, like, the difference between even that and, like, my in-person college, like, how they handled their... Because it was at our local community college where I was growing up. So, like, the difference between how they were teaching us, like, you have to be here every day, versus how they're handling, like, the roll call for the, the actual college students there. It's just like, uh, well, we got six out. Um, we're not going to fail them for the day. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> why do I have to be here? <laughs> I give you sitting at home playing Halo. <laughs> Uh, and Vector, are we still like recording? Because we haven't been talking about games for a good bit now. We are brought, still recording. I, we are still recording. I could cut out like the last twenty minutes of this. Um, okay, should we like sign something off or something, or yeah. just, um, just yeah. are we just gonna like, end it abruptly <laughs> at some point? I'm glad you should stop for today. Yeah, um, we should probably last wrap words, this up. Everybody, uh, play yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to get Game of the Year. A close runner-up will be Spider-Man 2, I think. I would say yeah. uh, Tears of the Kingdom will be the runner-up. I think. Yeah, I feel that. like Nintendo might get something, and I don't know if Starfield will be mentioned or not. I'm it won't be. About that. It'll probably yeah. be mentioned for, like, the, the soundtrack. Um, yeah, I could see that. Because, like, all of their scores are, like, memorable. I mean, look how many awards Skyrim won. Um... 
Open World Airsoft und what not. Open World Games are shit. Everybody play RPGs. Skip the story. Story doesn't. Nobody cares about story in games. It's all about the gameplay. Except we do. That's literally what we were talking yeah, about. Right. Yeah, I di I disagree with all of you, so I won't. Yeah. Since I won't yeah. tell I won't tell the people not my opinions that are just simply wrong and not are not mine. Um, Ann Arbor. The, I can kick I you in the car. Thanks. <laughs> I can kick and you. And I think me. last thing I, I would won't. say, I'm, I'm going to murder you, and you know that I am <laughs> capable of that. Murder I'll just say that, like with the game awards and stuff, I'm just kind of hoping that we'll I'll get to see some stuff for Sonic. Not like the new game; it's not going to win anything with like Mario out. But I feel can, like some of the it's... extra content we got for like other things, we maybe can, do. I think the Sonic games is also a music award. I like the music. Yeah, I, I... yeah, no, but even that's the thing. Even with like the new platformer that came out uh, this year, like the music was like not that great by Sonic standards, and I so know, it's not even it's... gonna win that. In compare like... Sonic standards was shit. I agree, but like in comparison to everybody else, it was still great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Do know what? We'll that get... might be fair. But I'm hoping we'll like maybe surprise. like the TV show will get something, or the that Frontiers will get something for like the DLC. game that's been supported award yeah that's what i'm hoping but mostly because like there was a whole twitter thread about people saying no sonic's not gonna win shit it's like well now i need him to i need <laughs> to prove to... you wrong yes. i i, I, I need to we'll prove have... people on the internet wrong i, I feel like we'll I have just... one minor controversy since we seem to have that every year now like we had the uh yeah the, 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 i mean there's no way to kid uh the fuck the oscars um We'll probably get some form of like political thing because we're getting close to election season here. Um, you know, it's a drum up controversy. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world that we didn't bring up because even we're not that crazy. <laughs> yeah, and we're not equipped to talk about it because we're not from there. <laughs> yeah, that too. So, form your own um, opinions we'll see. there. Uh, that's I'm all I can talk say. About there. It. I have an opinion of everything. And with that piece.